This is Life Off the Deep Ends podcast. We are a family of four plus a cat from Seattle who decided to embrace crazy and sell our house and everything we owned to buy a sailboat named Litha, and we plan to sail the world. This podcast is a retelling of our adventures just as we would telling our best friends over the phone. We are Kim and Justin, our kids are Tyler and Evie, and we really hope you enjoy and are inspired to live life off the deep end yourself. All right, episode 33, starting now. Um, and this one's weird because we are doing our podcast live on our Facebook page right now. Um, so it's like all sorts of extra pressure to make a really amazing episode. Every episode's amazing, don't lie. It is. We're, we're so amazing. You should listen to us all the time. Actually, though, we were talking lately about how we're not so amazing. We think that the last couple of podcasts are kind of boring because, well, I mean... We're in El Salvador. We got and we, through all the exciting stuff. Right. Now we're just hanging out. We're not cruising anymore. We're here and we sort of live here. And it's like, as much as we can seriously talk about going grocery shopping for an entire 25 minutes. Um, no one wants to hear it. <laughs> no, I think they, I mean, I think it was interesting enough, but I think that um, we can't do that all the time. So instead of doing our regular, like, chronological order of things that have happened, I think we're going to kind of pick a topic and talk a lot about that topic, um, talking about our experiences. So we're going to be, like, jumping ahead, and we're going to be jumping back, and we're going to be talking about what everybody wants to know is if it is safe to be here right now. Everyone wants to know if El Salvador is safe. And that is the <clears throat> most popular question. So we're just going to talk about that and we're going to talk about kind of um, where we are and what the culture's like and um, yeah. Oh, he's getting ready. Oh, uh, he has some notes. notes of his own. Oh, we got a few people popping up now on our Facebook page watching us now. <clears throat> I, I told everyone on our Facebook page if they have any questions as we're podcasting, they can um, ask the question on on the live Facebook feed and we'll answer them too. So you might see us like, see us, ha ha ha, we're podcasting, you can't see us, they can see <laughs> us. <laughs> um, but if they have a question, we'll answer it. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, I, we want to talk about the reason we decided to come to El Salvador in the first place, even though El Salvador has kind of a bad reputation. Um, we took a little class, like a little seminar about El Salvador when we were in um, La Cruz, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this lady named Pam on a on a boat called, what's her boat called? Uh, Rapscallion. There you go. She's like, you gotta, oh, you have to go south. South's gonna be so amazing. You should come and listen to this thing. And I guess I'm just gonna be a little rude and say, say that the real, her, her seminar did not really convince us to go. She just showed basically like, like 10 minutes of her like own vacation photos and then said, oh yeah, it's really great. There's people there. It's safe to leave your boat. You could do inland travel. Um, and then try to sell us a book. Yeah. Like her book she wrote. <laughs> She's like, but, I want more information. What about the lightning? Yeah. What about what about all these things? Like, what is it like there? How safe is it? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's great. Don't worry about it. And she's like, wasn't really that convincing of a presentation. 
Yeah, but we had heard really good things from other people. And I was reading blogs from uh, a girl named Sarah. She's on a boat. I don't remember. The, oh, Illusion. Her boat is Illusion. And she wrote awesome blogs. And I was talking to her about it. And, um, and I think we've said in previous podcasts that we either needed to go north, way up into the Sea of Cortez, uh, or to go south and tuck into El Salvador. Because during hurricane season, you don't want to just be out and about you know, willy nilly. <laughs> there's already been like, I don't know. There's already been a couple hurricanes kind of scooting close to the coast, um, up in La Paz. And, and obviously there's a lot going on in the Atlantic yeah. right now. <clears throat> so we just thought, I don't know. We just decided we're going to do this. We're going to go South. We're going to go to El Salvador. We're going to wait it out. We also thought we have a lot of boat projects to do. And this was going to be a really great place to do it because they have a dock and the dock prices here are really cheap. We've never really been at a dock. We spent 15 days at the police dock in San Diego moving onto our boat. And then we've been at anchor ever since. Oh, besides a week in La Paz when my mom came to town and she paid for it. Like, so we did all of our projects floating at anchor coming here and having like the cheapest dock possible seemed like the best bet for us where we could finish up some of the things that we didn't do in San Diego. Um, and you know, it's a dock. There's no going in and out of the dinghy to go to shore or, you know, taking your trash in and all these things. It was going to be like, let's slow down and just take a little break. And they have Wi-Fi here and there's sucks, but it does suck here. Um, and it has, we're at a hotel called, uh, hotel Bahia del Sol. And um, they have a restaurant and two swimming pools and the whole property, like Costa del Sol is a big, um, like peninsula. So on the estuary side where it's nice and calm and this is where our boat is, it, um, is, is one side. Yeah. <laughs> and the then o- yeah, oceans, the ocean's the other side. Like and a half a mile uh, it's a, away. Yeah. The property is huge. It's long and narrow. Right. So, um, I don't know. We did a lot of research before we came to El Salvador. Oh, here's where your notes come in. So we were looking up like U.S. travel precautions, I guess, or their their travel websites. The travel advisories. And El Salvador is considered a level three, which is reconsidered travel. Um, so there's... One, which would be exercise normal precautions when you go to a foreign country. Two is increased, no, exercise increased caution. Which is Mexico. Mexico, uh, Guatemala. Uh, Costa Rica. No, Costa no, Rica Costa Rica's a one. A one. Costa Rica's uh, Panama like, was a two. Right. Uh, so El Salvador. El Salvador was a three. Like Honduras. reconsider. Honduras yeah. two. And then number four would be do not travel at all. We haven't seen that. We one haven't yet. seen that. No. So, you know, we've also, we drove across the whole country and we stopped in Chicago and decided, not to stop. no, let's not stop here. Was... Like, we have a pretty good amount of intuition and know that, um, <laughs> that this is not safe. And we have not felt that here at all. Um, oh, somebody said they like your shirt. <laughs> Justin's Dulles. wearing a Dello shirt. <laughs> um, so there are security guards everywhere you go in El Salvador. There's private security guards who have, they're, they're like hired by, 
um, this whatever company. Yeah, like whatever business, like or maybe um, you know, if there's like a strip mall, like they'll hire one security guard to walk around with a machete for their whole business complex, and then they'll do that with neighborhoods too. Most of the time, I don't think they could really do anything. They're like an old man with a giant knife. Like Yeah, well, some of them have pistols, revol- old revolvers, stuff like that. But it's not a... I guess it's just more of a deterrent. Lots of fences, lots of gates around here keep people off properties. But... Um, and then there is a lot of military presence. And they've got, like, full... They, like, wear, like, face masks. These people must be so hot. They're, like, sleeves I mean, and long pants and, like... They look really scary, and they're um, hauling around giant machine guns. It's a machine gun? Probably. Yeah. It's like an M16-looking gun. <laughs> uh-huh. So, since the El Salvador has a new president, um, as of, what, January? Like- I don't remember. He hasn't been in office very long, and I guess he is, like, amazing, and everybody loves this guy. And he's in his 30s. Like, he's he's younger than we are, I think. And he has been really cracking down on all of the old, like, gang activity and all the things that El Salvador is known for. And so we're seeing, even since we've been here, we see a lot more of the military presence walking around than we you, than we, we even did when we first got here yeah. three months ago. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. I fought, started following um, El Salvador's president on, on Twitter, and he's always like... We're doing this amazing thing. We're doing this amazing thing. And so, I don't know. That's good. And the locals that we've kind of talked to have said that they like this guy because the past, like, two or three presidents here have all been put in jail for corruption. So, hopefully this guy keep his nose clean and really help the country out. And so far, so good. When we were in Zihuatanejo, we were in a taxi cab and the guy spoke English and he said... Oh, you live on a boat? Like, where are you going next? And we're like, oh, we're going to go down to El Salvador. And he was like, oh, Salvador, you have to watch out down there. You know, why are you going there? <laughs> I'm like, if a Mexican cab driver tells us that we shouldn't go to El Salvador, like it got, I, it, I don't know, that kind of concerned me. Um, but we've had that happen a couple of times. Yeah, even here, I was walking down. Um, we have to take a dinghy to go anywhere. So... There's a little itty-bitty tienda right outside um, of the hotel entrance. And then when they have some things, like, you have to ask behind the counter, like, oh, do you have potatoes today? Do you have cilantro? Like, you can get most of the things you need. Um, but to get groceries that are even this, even yeah. it, even here at Dura's got this. So anyway, it's like a half an hour dinghy ride. I know, I digress. But so we were, wa- I was walking down the street with uh, my friend Britt, and this guy goes, oh, hey. I speak English. Where are you guys going? We're like, uh, we're going to the grocery store. He's like, you're going to the grocery store? I'm like, yeah, we live on a boat, you know. And he goes, oh, well, you got to be careful. You have to be careful around here. I'm like, in Herodura? Like, it's just fishermen. Like, it's there's like nothing one, here. It's a one-street town. Yeah. Like, there's one main street, two churches, a couple small stores. There's That's, not a lot going on. Well, when people say stuff like that, you start looking around, and you start getting suspicious. Like, what is that lady over there doing? Like. I don't know. It's weird that sometimes they do that. But the people that we have met here are really 
I don't know, they, they love to talk to us and they really want to know what we think of their country and they're really proud of their country and they, they always want to know our opinion of it. And, you know, um, isn't that what we usually get? And it, some people like trash on the streets. Like there's a very weird cultural thing that they, if you're on the bus and you ate a bag of chips, you're basically just supposed to throw it out the window because they don't, they're like, get the garbage off the bus. It just goes out the window. They don't think about where it goes. Where we're like, no, I'll just put it in my pocket and find a garbage for it later. Uh, they just don't have it. Like, garbage just goes out in the streets. They burn the garbage on the side of the streets. Uh, just very different cultural thing of how they treat the environment and what to do with their waste. Which is funny. Then they're so, like, they have such pride for their country and then just throw trash everywhere. Um the beaches here. So the side of the hotel that has the ocean is relatively cleaned up because the hotel, you know, owns that part of the beach and, you know, they'll have tables and little, almost like little beachside little restaurants. Like you can get like shaved ice and stuff. And they keep that pretty clean. Like there's still some trash over there, but not not a ridiculous amount of trash. More trash than you'd see in the U.S., but it looks good for here. Right. And then you go um, over to these little restaurants that are closer to, like, coming into uh, Costa del Sol. And there is so much trash. Like, you can't walk over there on that beach without stepping in garbage. Like... Beer bottles and soda bottles and flip-flops. Flip-flops. And... The amount of sandals and Crocs I found walking the beach was astonishing. There must have been like a hundred at least. Yeah. Just random flip-flops and Crocs. <clears throat> For whatever reason, people lose a lot of Crocs down here. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much trash. Like, it's so sad. Um, they just don't understand. Like, he was talking about the streets. Like, people buy these... Um, they're, they're like little blue plastic bags of water. So you like, it's like an ice pack that's not frozen and you like bite the corner off of it and then you drink the, um, I'm getting distracted by reading things on Facebook. Hold on. We'll read that later. (laughs) Um, so they'll drink this plastic bag full of water and then they just throw the bag on the ground. And then I'm thinking, you know, people in the U.S. are worried about straws, but nobody's taking that straw and, like, throwing it in the ocean. They do that here. Like, hey, I'm done with this blue bag of water. Let me just toss it in the water. One one night, um, we were sitting out on the up in our um, pilot house, and there's this guy that came down the dock with two huge garbage bags full I don't know what's in them. I'm assuming it was construction material because they had an earthquake here a few weeks before we got here and they were doing a lot of work on the um, restaurant up there. But an entire trash bag, big black big garbage bag, bag full. just throwing it off the dock into the ocean. And just let the tide take it out. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You know? And you think like, I don't know, the, the amount of things the U.S. is doing right now to like cut down on like single use plastic and then... These guys here just throw entire trash bags full of garbage. And I don't even, you know, we have trash barrels here on the dock. I have no idea 
where their trash goes. I don't, they could take that at night, in the middle of the night, and dump it over. I have no idea what they're doing. You know, you just hope that you're trying to do the right thing. I've never seen doing... a trash truck. Have you? No, no, I haven't seen a trash truck drive by. But we're also not up on the road all the time. But I, it's... That's true. You hope. We, um, in Mexico, they're really, really conscious about their plastic. Everyone uses paper straws and, um, you know, they're, they're really also jumping on board with that. Also, Guatemala, when we went over there, they also, um, had signs everywhere about not throwing your trash and not using plastic and a lot of, yeah, signs and awareness and little art, um, uh, sculptures and things that talk about plastic and then here's El Salvador where they just like throw this yeah, there and there and there and there I'm like this is just bad <laughs> so it's really different here that's for sure um I wouldn't call I wouldn't call El Salvador our favorite country <laughs> I really we loved Mexico we even loved Guatemala when we went through there. The Antigua and Lake Atitlan was amazing. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But like I said, we're jumping around a lot. Yeah, this is, it's a very good spot to stop and park your boat and get a lot of work done. And where a lot of people just leave their boats here and then fly back home. Um, there's a whole mooring field. Which we did too. We flew back yeah. to Boston to pick up some refrigeration parts and we left the boat and we felt totally safe doing that here. So that's really nice, but it's definitely not the, it's not a vacation place. No, it's not what we heard that it was. We heard that everybody's going to be here. There's going to be tons of cruisers, tons of amazing things to do. Everybody's always planning things. And it has not been like that. When we got here, there were what? Five boats here. Yeah. Us, Get Along, Epiphany, Malolo. What's Ian's boat called? Antipolis. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I, yeah, I think that was it. And we had fun. Um, we still have fun. We, we go to a stilt restaurant. We went to one that's called Mick Dorado's, which is... Mick Dorado's is not a still it's restaurant. Not a it's still, but it's over there. That's it, like a play on McDonald's. Yeah, and they have like McDonald's arches. It's cute. The stilt restaurants are, they're built on stilts and they're only open on weekends and they, um... Everything has to be brought in and out. I think there's power, but I don't think they have refrigeration. I don't think they have any power. Everything was like open. Yeah. It was like, um, barbecue with just coals and fire and everything's really rustic yeah we went i i recorded it when we do our youtube video for that i'll show you guys but yeah they bring everything in that day with like yeah coolers and ice i think and then um serve everything and then the tide comes in and when you get there you're like sitting on sand and by the time you leave there's just there's water, water all the way up to the top of the restaurant it was pretty cool and we did that with everybody here. And every Saturday we go over to have pupusas with Bill and Jean. Bill and Jean are who, um, they, they kind of run the place. They run, <laughs> well, they run one in the mooring fields. So they mm -hmm. probably have 30 moorings out in front of their place that they keep an eye on people's boats. <clears throat> and they, um, they're the ones that you contact to go over the bar to get in. I know we've talked about them in other podcasts before. Um, but they they plan 
they plan a cruiser rally that comes down here. So we, yeah, we go hang out at their house every Saturday and everyone like grabs guitars and we eat, yeah, we eat dinner and hang out and have fun there. And then every Sunday, there's these two um, older couple named Lynn and Lou, and they have a house here also, and it has a huge swimming pool. And we have big pool party every Sunday. And and Lynn, Lynn and Lou's place is for sale if anyone wants to, you know, buy a house and move down here. I wouldn't live down here. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's not bad. There's really cool... There's cool places to go in El Salvador. I mean, obviously, we've been to San Salvador quite a few times for Evie's doctor's appointments and the things that we needed to do all of our boat projects. And it's a big, huge city. They've got all the American restaurants that you can think of. And it's very, it's not, not like their world country kind of place. And then El Tunco, which is a super cute little surf town. If anybody ever goes to El Salvador, like, I'm going to be a tourist and I'm going to go there, they go to El Tunco. And it's a gated community. They have people, well, they take a dollar from you when you get there. Like, oh, Charge some guy some guy with a gun can't come in here because he doesn't have a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that does. But it is cleaner and nicer and safer because um, it's all, um, yeah, it's all secure. Um, <clears throat> so you can't get in and out without going by the guy that, has, that takes the dollar. <laughs> um, and then there's another, uh, there's a lake near San Salvador called Ilopango. And, um, we went there to have Tyler do his dive certification there. They're the same way. It's like all, all a gated community. And they're around. There's different neighborhoods that are gated. Yeah. Uh, Kristen asked, how are the food prices? Um, Christine, Christine, sorry. (laughs) Uh, expensive, more expensive than Mexico, way more expensive than Mexico, maybe a little less expensive than the U S but not by much. No, I think it's more than the U.S. I think raw food's more expensive. Oh, yeah. Like, going to the grocery store, you know, we just went to Boston and came back, and the groceries are more expensive here than they are back home. Like, and I didn't expect that. I thought, I knew it was going to be more expensive here than Mexico, but I didn't think it was going to be more than the U.S. I think restaurants are probably close to U.S. prices. Yeah. But when we got used to eating, like, an entire plate of tacos and amazingness for three dollars when i'm spending ten dollars on a burger that kind of sucks yeah it really <laughs> um, does it's hard because tyler's young and growing and always hungry and evie's always hungry and tyler they, never stops eating and it's just like no guys you gotta stop like we can't afford you can't go out to dinner all the time and eat all this stuff it's too much money right and but it doesn't help when the groceries are probably more expensive it than is. it is going out well beers are cheaper to buy at the restaurant than it is to buy my own beer and bring it to the boat. Yep. It's cheaper to just go up to the restaurant and get them than it is to, like, buy a, them at the store and stock them. It's a dollar a beer at the restaurant, and it's, like, a dollar ten if we go to the store. Yeah. Sometimes you can find them for, like, 75 cents, but they're but, bottles. And we yeah. don't like to have bottles on a boat. Like, we... I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, because... Well, for storing purposes, our yeah. boat rocks around, and we don't... You can keep, like, tons of cans up under our seats and stuff, and you can't do that with bottles. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Checking the notes. Yep. Checking the notes. Checking the notes. Um, I think I kind of said everything. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about kind of just, I think I said like where we are, why it takes, you can't just come here and 
walk down the street and go to the grocery store. Like you could at a lot of places we stopped at in Mexico. It's just like kind of a pain in the butt to go grocery shopping. Um, and projects, as I've been doing stuff here, some things have been great. I bought new solar panels at the LG store and they delivered them to the boat for cheaper than what I've found in the States. But I can't find any stainless steel fasteners. No screws, no bolts, no stainless steel here to put it all together. I ha When we went back to the States, I bought a bunch and brought them with me. So halfway there for supplies, I'm sure I could find it if I spoke the language much better than I do. Um, and if we had a car yeah. all the time, you know, it just takes, we can get everything we need to get done here. It just took us a really long time to, to get, get everything we needed to do it. Um, so yeah, I think that's all the stuff I wanted to cover. I hope we, I mean, we can kind of re, um, conclude, reiterate, re, whatever you call it, you know, sum it up, sum it up. We can, we can summarize that, um, that we don't, we don't feel that it's not safe here, um. As long as you can get used to people just walking around with random machine guns and know that they're there to protect you and not rob you. Well, I, I go on runs sometimes during the day, and I'll run three miles down the street, and those there's just random people walking with machetes. You see all sorts of things out there, but they're just going to work. Like, that's just a tool that they use. It's not a, I don't know, it's not a, not a bad thing. Right. It's just what it is. It's just different. Like I said, I don't, I don't wear my wedding ring. I don't usually carry a bag just in case, but I haven't ever felt threatened. But again, we're on the coast. I think the coast on any country is going to be okay. Water just chills everybody out. <laughs> yeah. And where we're located here, it's a good hour out of the way from anywhere. So you have to come down here for a reason. You don't just decide to take a quick drive and come down to Costa del Sol. Like, you have to be here for a reason. Right. Now, there's bad people everywhere in the world, but I think there's less here. You mean on the coast? On the coast. Yeah. In Costa del Sol than the rest of this rest of the country. Right. Uh, but we've driven through this whole country now, and I haven't come it's, across anything yeah. that's sketchy. I mean, there's bad neighborhoods everywhere. As soon as you see a whole bunch of graffiti, you're like, eh, okay, let's lock the doors. <laughs> but... Oh, Christine says, how is the family dynamics going? Are the kids bored? Like, I don't know. It's fine. We really uh, haven't been bored. We've been here three months and I thought we're going to be stuck in one spot, bored out of our minds. And we haven't been bored. We've gotten a lot of schoolwork done, a lot of projects. I've gotten a lot of work done for my business. I'm releasing a book plug. Um, <laughs> uh, I, and I think it helped that we took a big road trip to... Um, Guatemala and Honduras, and then we took another trip back to Boston. So, I don't know. I don't think anybody's been bored. Yeah, it's tough that there's no kid boats here, so there's no other kids for them to play with. But Abby makes friends at the pool. There's people at the hotel staying, if she speaks her language or not. If there's a little kid there, she's playing with them. Um, Tyler, it's been tougher. But he has Matt, which is on another boat. He, you know, Matt's 41. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> Matt's his bestie. <laughs> it is. They play Street Fighter and they goof off together. It's great. <laughs> and when Ian was he had here. Ian here for a while, too. I know everybody left. Everybody gets, everybody else gets bored and leaves, but we have enough stuff to get done. We've got our pilot house done. We've got the, um, I got a new shelf or a new cabinet put in. 
Uh, we did solars. Solar. We did. We got the gener the part on the generator oh, machines. Yeah. And we're gonna put that in. We. What else? We've just we've gotten a lot done here, and that's the Try reason we stopped off here. The list every day. Yeah. So I don't think I would tell people like other cruisers that we meet, like, hey, you totally need to stop in El Salvador. It's amazing. I mean, I would still stop here. Don't get me wrong. Um. But I would stop here for, you know, a week or two and then move on in, um, not in hurricane season. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend spending this much time unless you have a whole ton of boat projects to do and you don't need to haul your boat out. You can do it here in the water. Then I would recommend coming. Yeah. And I brought a fair amount of stuff with me. I probably still could have used more. Um, but like everything, you don't know exactly what you need until you need it. Right. Christine wants to know, when do you have to get jobs? <laughs> I don't. I have a job. <laughs> I see people online all the time. I had two clients this morning. <laughs> That's my job. It pays the bills. When you don't have any, like, rent, you know? I mean, we do kind of right now because we're at the dock, but it's super cheap. I think we spent, what, $560 for the whole month? Yeah. yeah. That includes power, everything. That includes power, yeah, and our Wi-Fi and all that stuff, so... But normally, we don't even have that. All we have is our cell phone bills and our insurance for the boat. So we can live really cheaply. So the few clients that I get um, totally pay our bills, <laughs> which is nice. Uh, all right. Um, we are, I know I try to make our podcasts 20 minutes and we're at 28 minutes. So we'll probably say goodbye on the podcast and maybe the Facebook will stick around if you have any other questions for a few minutes. And then, um, I don't know what we're talking about in the next podcast. We probably need to wrap up the whole Evie situation. Cause we did say there was going to be a part two on like visiting hospitals and doctors in San Salvador. Um, and then we'll talk about Tyler getting his dive certification cause Dee wanted to be on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll do some of that too. Um, so other, otherwise we are, we're going to jump around a little bit from here on out and we're going to hopefully, uh, be super crazy interesting and you'll want to keep listening. And if you have any questions, please leave us comments so we can hopefully answer them. I don't even know what happens on a podcast. If you ask a question, I don't know where it shows up and I don't know how to look at it. Well, go to our Facebook, go to page. Our Facebook page and ask a question there. <laughs> Because I know how to do that. <laughs> All right. We're going to say goodbye on the podcast. You're going to say something stupid to end it like you normally do. <laughs> bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our website at lifeoffthedeepend.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also support us by visiting Kim's website at seenfromthesea.com. S-E-E-I-N-G from the sea.com. <laughs>